Welcome to A Life Designed. My name is Tina Heisman. I teach busy moms how to create more heart-to-heart -heart connection with their husbands and children so they can feel deeply fulfilled in their most important relationships. When they work with me, they discover how to design their life so they can enjoy the connection they are seeking. The topic of today's podcast is why you aren't happier and how you can be. But before we get started, I have something for you that will definitely make you feel happier. It is a daily gratitude worksheet that you can use to cultivate more gratitude in your life. I will put the link for you to download it in the show notes. <clears throat> so I would also like to invite you to my private group on Facebook where you can come to get positive inspiration for your life. Search A Life Designed in the Facebook search bar. Let's dive in now and talk about why you aren't happier and how you can be. So I'm going to take you back in time to the year 2000 when my husband and I bought a new home. It was absolutely perfect. I loved it so much. I saw all of the wonderful things about it. I mean, first of all, it was in Florida, so that there's that. But also the yard was big and it had lots of beautiful mature trees. It had a swimming pool. It had a split floor plan that I wanted. The kitchen was beautiful and the family room had a fireplace. And that was something that was a tiny bit rare in Florida back at that time compared to up north. And so of course there were some projects in the house that I saw that I wanted to do. But looking forward to those brought me joy too, because they were going to enhance my enjoyment of my home. But over the years, my attention changed from being so grateful for the house to noticing more and more of the imperfections that needed to be repaired or replaced. Things that were wrong with it, like dings in the walls or scuffs on the doors or the guest bathroom needing to be repainted, or the sliding glass doors not sliding so smoothly anymore. You know, we all have a list of things in our home, right? And so even though that we had upgraded certain parts of our home, all of these other little things were really catching my attention now and bothering me. So my satisfaction with my home was deteriorating. And it wasn't until we put the house on the market to move out of state that I realized what had happened. You see, I didn't really want to move out of state. So suddenly my house seemed perfect again because I didn't want to leave it. And I started seeing all of the things that I loved about it again, things that I would miss once we left. Now that I was looking at it again with fresh eyes, it felt so good. This happens to us in all facets of life, my friends, with absolutely everything. Think about that new car that you just had to have. It made you so happy in the beginning. But how did you feel about it two or three or four or five years later? Yes, you might still love it, but does it make you as happy as it did when you first bought it? Or what about that new outfit you just had to have? You loved it so much, you didn't even wait for a sale, you just bought it. Does it make you as happy today as it did when you first bought it? Now, your husband, let's talk about him. He's been around for a while, right? You've been married for a while. Are you as happy with him now as you were in the beginning? Well, let me guess. You might have noticed a few things over the years now and then that drive you a little crazy sometimes. This is actually, I mean, kind of kidding, but not really, because many people do trade their spouse in for a new one. 
you know, to get that love and feeling back. They want to feel those new feelings of love again. And so there is actually a name for this phenomenon. It's called hedonic adaptation, which just means that you get used to something and it doesn't make you as happy anymore. And as you've noticed, it happens with material things in our life and relationships as well. And it also happens with smaller daily pleasures. Think about listening to your favorite song. When you hear it once in a while, you're so happy to hear it, right? It makes you so happy. But have you ever played your favorite song on repeat? Come on, you know you have. I certainly have. And here's what happens. After a few times, it doesn't make you as happy anymore and you're ready to move on, right? What about that piece of dark chocolate that you have after dinner? The first week or two, it's so good. It's such a treat. But then you get used to it. And one is not enough. Now you want two or more, right? Or what about, this is totally me, what about that great salad recipe you found for lunch and you ate it every day for like a week? It probably doesn't make you as happy anymore to eat it after a whole week of eating the same thing. It's just because we get used to it. And now don't get me wrong, these little daily pleasures are wonderful. They make us feel good. But the point I'm trying to make is that we get used to them pretty quickly. And that's normal. And that's the hedonic adaptation kicking in. And so I want us to all know this because it's something that we can fix. There's something we can do about it. And also, I want us all to know that there's nothing wrong with us. It's not just there's something wrong with us. It's just part of the human condition. And so what I want to do today is share with you ways to prolong the enjoyment of the things that make you happy so you can feel happier more often. So I have five things that I'm going to share with you that you could start doing today to help you feel happier in your life. So number one is to intentionally plan activities in your day that make you happy. So often when we plan everything that needs to get done, we find that leaves little or no time for anything we would like to do. I'm giving you permission to stop that like immediately. The first thing that we should put on our calendar is time for something fun time for something we enjoy, right? Start with that, put that on your calendar and that's gonna help you know that once all of the stuff that gets added on there that you have to do is on there, that there will still be time for you to do something that you will like to do. So what is that for you? What would make you happy? Is it connecting with a friend or going for a run or reading a book? Whatever that is, find time at least once a day for something that will make you really happy. So number two is to intentionally savor the experiences that make you happy. You know how you savor a piece of really good, warm Dutch apple pie with that crumbly crust and that cold ice cream on top? We need to savor our life experiences that way. I don't know if you ever really heard that concept before, but it actually makes us feel happier. And I want to share with you three different ways that you can savor something. There are more ways than this, but just, just for today, for simplicity. So the first and most important way to savor something good is to really be present in the moment, to really experience it and to not be thinking about anything else when you're in the moment. The second way to savor something is to tell someone about that event later and kind of like relive it. And the third idea is to take time to replay the event in your mind 
kind of like a video, kind of like watching the movie again of the event, replay it at a later time and really as often as you want. I would suggest doing it more than once. This is going to help you bring back those feelings. And so just for an example, if this was, you could be replaying uh, a favorite time with your husband, like remembering a time from when you were dating or the time of your wedding or maybe your honeymoon or some other great time, just make it a point to try to remember that once in a while and replay it and journal about it if you're a journaling type. And if you're not a journaling type, goodness, I hope you'll try. You'll give it a try. It is really um, healing and it, and it will help you experience those feelings of happiness and savor it. And it gives you written documentation that you can look back at later. And so you can savor it again. And so that's the second tip is all about savoring. And so within that tip, I share with you three different ways to really savor the moment. And so now moving on to tip number three, that is to look for new ways to change up the things that make you happy. Because many times we set up routines that make us happy initially, but then we get into a zone with them and they don't create as much joy anymore. It's right, the same routine, the same routine over and over again, the hedonic adaptation kicks in and you just get used to it and it doesn't bring you as much joy anymore. And I was thinking this is probably more important than ever right now with the shelter at home situations that many of us are living in. Maybe it was fun at first, you were doing puzzles. And if you're getting bored of that, try maybe like paint by number, or um, some other sort of crafty thing if you're into crafty things. I'm also thinking about music. Like, do you always listen to the same music playlist? Maybe this is a fun time to explore some new ones for a bit. And if you're like me and you get stuck having the same thing for lunch every day, try to find something different. You know, ask a friend for their favorite lunch recipe or their favorite salad recipe and, and try something else. And also another thing that is hits near and dear to home for me is going out to take a walk every day, we take the dog on like the same route every day. And so I do enjoy it, but we could enjoy it more if we would switch it up, and make it a little bit more of an adventure, right? And so I think you get the picture here. You can keep doing all of the things that make you happy, but try to change things up once in a while to space out all the goodness. It is scientifically proven to actually help you feel happier when you space out the goodness a little bit. All right, finally, tip number four. Tip number four is to consider helping someone else out. Research shows that volunteering and helping other people and doing acts of kindness has a lasting effect on our happiness. And so take this to your passions. Like, what are you passionate about? Helping friends in need, maybe helping the homeless, helping those who are disabled, whatever kind of gets your passion flowing and where you can find if you could give a little bit of your time or your money in something that would make you happy. This is bringing to mind this just this weekend in our neighborhood, we had a missing dog. And so we had this in our private Facebook group, people were posting in there like when they saw the dog and everyone was keeping their eye out. And we just, it was just so for us and because we have a dog and we would really care about that. We worked so hard on our end to help just keep our eye out for this dog and be praying for the dog. And that made us feel happier because we were doing something for someone else. And the best joy came when just hours ago we found that they found the dog. So good. So happy. And so that's something that actually boosted our happiness, helping someone else. So I would just say to keep that in mind for yourself. Like, where could you give of yourself that would create more happiness? And the research actually shows that 
when we do something for someone else, our happiness literally increases. So keep that in mind. And then finally, our last tip for today, number five, is to make sure that you are taking time to connect with other people. One of the very best things that we can do for our own happiness is to connect with other people. We were built for relationship. We were built to be in connection with other people. And so I would encourage you to try the telephone or a video meeting, or even, you know, if it's safe in your community, meeting up for a social distancing, maybe time in a parking lot or something. And again, if that's allowed in your community, if that's safe to, of course, keep your distance, but maybe seeing people in person um, is obviously the best. And under all normal circumstances, seeing people in person would be the best. But with the circumstances right now, what can you do to be connecting with people? So make an effort make those phone calls, call your family, call your friends, get on the Zooms, even if you're getting tired of them, and try to do whatever is socially acceptable for you in your um, in public, to try to see people in public if it's possible. All right, so I think I think that's it for my tips. And what I hope that you're seeing here, honestly, maybe I don't hope it, but I want you to understand, it takes work to feel happy. It literally takes work. It takes intentionality. And so if you have noticed that before and you thought, what's wrong with me? Know that there's nothing wrong with you. This is just the way it is. And so if you've ever wondered, like, why it's so hard to be happy, just know it's just the way humans are wired. And so it's okay to take that effort and that you will appreciate it. You'll feel better. You'll feel happier. You'll have more energy. You'll feel more connected. So many benefits from taking that action. And I know that this is one of those things that could be easier said than done. And it's really personalized to each one of us. So if you would like to take this concept deeper and work with a coach to figure out how you can be happier in your life, reach out to me. We can have a complimentary call and come up a plan for you. So thank you so much for listening in. And please let me know if you have any specific questions on this topic. And remember to download your free guide. That is your daily gratitude journal. I will put the link for you in the show notes that you can download it, and that will definitely help with your happiness as well. And of course, join us in the Life Design community on Facebook to connect with other like-minded women. Thank you so much, and I will